welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Oh, what a strike, Club America! Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to an episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. I'll be your host today, not Ivan, because Ivan is on dad duties now. And so joining me today is none other than California's finest, the way above Ivan Pineda, uh, Chris. Chris, how you doing today? <laughs> good, bro. Good. A little, a little sleepy because the weather we've been having. Like Ivan said, we talk about always talk about the weather, but it's literally been weird weather this year here in california but but yeah you know shout out to ivan real quick you know like you said he's in daddy duties or whatever you know shout out to our boy benjamin aka little dylan (laughs) why would you say that (laughs) (laughs) oh oh, it sounds wrong now that you put it like that (laughs) which is <laughs> it's because I mean, like you're his godfather, bro. Come on. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, that's neither here or there. Um, uh, today we're going to be doing a lot of talking of uh, well, we'll kind of necessarily touch and kind of recap the season as a whole. We'll talk about the uh, the rumors that have been circulating around the club, and you know, just oh, me and Chris are going to play a quick little game at the end of buy or sell. Uh, with the uh, uh, bathroom's recent uh, interview he had on uh, what, what what show was it, Chris? It was to the end. I don't know the name of the show, but it was oh, cool. there. Well, that that's good enough for me. Yeah, Banyos is a, a recent interview on to the end. Um, but Chris, yeah, um, obviously not the way the season wanted to end for us. Um, you know, so obviously it's a tough castle. Um, but overall, looking at the season as a whole from the from the start to the end. Uh, what are your thoughts initially? On the end or the or just the whole thing? The whole thing. The whole thing. Well, it feels like just any other season since Yoho left, if we're being honest. I think throughout the season, you feel, oh, this team feels different, this and that, and then it's just always something, right? And that's really how it feels. I think... It becomes. It has gotten to a point where we're not really judging this team off of what they do inside the season, but they're like legit what their strengths and weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm. I think now we're we're just going to be pointing out all year long that defense, right, or or little minor things that coaches do or don't do, and I think it's sad, right, because. We're we're there. We're almost there. It's like we're on. We see the finish line, but we're not. And it, it's very frustrating. But I do think we have the team and and the right players to get across from it. It's just gonna have to take that extra little step, that extra push, and that that re, like those players need to really want it, and for for us to just get there, you know. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely agree. But and you know, obviously, there's been a lot of frustration too around certain players uh, within the club, you know, and and it's just uh, uh, to me, I kind of question and wonder, you know, if we even had the right players to begin with, um, because this roster hasn't really changed that much over time. If I'm being quite honest, uh, I don't know if you can agree with that. Like, obviously, you know, there's been, there's been some additions, there's been some departures, but. Really, it just kind of seems like this has been the same, the same roster and the same start, almost the same starting eleven for, uh, for, for what maybe like the past uh, three or four seasons. Like it just doesn't seem like nothing's gonna get nothing's getting done with the roster to improve it. And then you know, obviously, just going through the coaches and stuff like that. You know, obviously after Piojo or Solari, and then Dano comes in. Now Dano's out. Um, you know, it's just I just kind of feel like something's got to give at this point because I just feel like you know we're due the teams due for something um but it's just at the end of the day it just seems like it's just staying still it's staying it's stalling because not much is really changing within the team within the institution yeah man like i said it's just one of those things where 
you kind of just hope everything clicks, right? Mm-hmm. It just we talk defense and it's a lot of develop developing players, right? They can't it's not like they're coming in already developed with this plan. Maybe Araujo is the only one, right? That is like, oh, he came in already a veteran. But not the player that we expected or some of us probably already knew this was gonna happen, right? But where everyone knows is kind of this development. It's just like it's it's like I'll put it in football terms, right? You you draft a rookie, but you're not drafting that rookie for like instant impact. It's like okay, let's see where he's at, and throughout the year they're gonna get better. It's it's not necessarily what we need on defense. I feel I feel like we need a veteran presence that's gonna have that leadership, you know, and and I think you look at that last game of the season and. You're down one guy, and you, your coach isn't the leader, and then nobody on the field is the leader, and it's just you just don't see that emotion, right? And that's kind of the thing, the the issue, right? That 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 we need coming into this next season. What we need is that 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 passion, right? That that effort to come out when you're tired and you're just still going down. No matter you're still going up the field, right? Trying to score another one, even though you're up. And you're not just like defending and just letting everything just happen by itself. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree to you. And I think that's something that's kind of been missing from this team. Um, you know, obviously with the change between uh the goalkeepers at like uh, after seven weeks, if I'm not mistaken, uh, between uh Jimenez and Malagon coming in. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, about that. It's somewhere around there. Um, but you know, even even besides then, obviously you had Nestor, and you were kind of hoping, you know, that Nestor to come in and be that veteran uh, presence, that leadership presence, and it wasn't really there per se. Um, Israel Reyes, you know, it took a while to kind of, kind of come around. Even then, you know, he still had some of his bad moments. Um, and not to mention that you're at times, you know, at right back, you're going to even ha- either have Lado or Layun. It's just like, okay, well, do I do I have any other option when you really didn't? Um, and so it's really. A- it's really, you know, that whole back line just kind of comes into question a little bit too, because you don't really, you don't really feel the sense of, of urgency from some of these players. A lot of times you don't feel the sense of like, okay, like, you know, like I kind of said, like, even though you're up one goal or you're up two goals, you know, you know, trying to chase a third one or that second one, or even a fourth one at that say, um, because, uh, uh, you, 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 you're putting yourself in the position to just hold the lead instead of just trying to go out and, and, and put the game to rest. Yeah, and a lot of the times it's 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 the coach's fault, you know, for the stuff like that, right? Because like I I've been saying since our elimination, this is what made Piojo Herrera different. You know, a lot of people just hated on Piojo because yes, it's very frustrating seeing that type of character outside of the field and it's or even during the field, right? Where it's just like, bro, just do your job. But sometimes when you have a character like that as a coach. You see the motivation, right? And I'm not here to just, like praise Piojo, but I'm trying to like point out that in our last two coaches, they didn't really have the character, right? They didn't have the charisma that, oh, you're down or all oh, the situation we're in is very ugly. We still have 30 minutes left. Like they're going to motivate you. You don't see that motivation from Solari or from Pertano, right? And right. I think you need someone to sell you the idea of like, yo, I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to drive you guys there. Just listen to what I'm going to say, and we're going to win this, you know? And I think that's exactly what, what we've been needing. And, and it's to fault players too, right? Because if the coach isn't exactly that, it doesn't change the fact that, hey, you have a job to do, right? right. But for me, it's just more like if those players aren't going to step in, the first one that should be stepping up is the coach, you know? After right. the coach, it's the players, but before the anyone else, it's it's the coach, and I think that's exactly what we've been missing. And that's the like we're gonna touch on the the whole uh, coaching job thing right in a bit, but for, that's why for me, my my personal uh, favorite candidate was Vasco Aguirre because I feel like he has that character right, and I think that would have worked for us. And say like, I think uh, Solari and, and Donald like as great as. As they they ended up numbers wise, right? It just they just lack that that character, right? No, yeah, I I definitely agree too, and I think you know 
looking back at the season, especially the beginning, you know, it was really worrisome for me. Um, because <clears throat> you, you start the season off um with three draws, if I'm not mistaken, three draws. Um, you have three draws and then you get the win against Mazatlan, you win big, but you know, that's kind of expected. Um, then you draw against Santos and then you go on against you get three straight against Nicaxa, San Luis, Tijuana again. I kind of think those are expected. And then and then after that, not too long after that, that's when you get punched in the mouth by Pachuca and you're just like, well, great. Like to me, it just didn't seem like it was gonna go great. To me, this seemed the season seemed like it wasn't gonna go the way anybody wanted to. Um, but I think to me that's where the turning point was because because and that's where I think Dono, in a sense, kind of started to light a fire under these guys to go on the run that they kind of did for the for the Ligia. Um, because you, you go to the Volcan, if I'm not mistaken, against Digitus, you punch Digitus in the mouth, you know, you get the you get the win. Um, and then obviously you got Chivas and then you, you do what you do. It wasn't the Akron whenever we played Chivas, Chris. Yeah, because yes. I remember their fans left early and all that. Yeah, and, and so um you do that and then in a span of in a span of four weeks, you know, you you punch Tigris in the mouth, you 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 do what you do on the road against your big your biggest rival, and then you punch uh, Monterey in the mouth. Even though I think by that point it wasn't really a chance for us to get uh get first, um, but to no. do that in in a span of four weeks, you know, I think to me that's the turning point in the season, um, because uh, that's where you felt like the team was like really clicking, the team was. Um, have that sense of urgency, and you know, like he kind of said, having that passion from your coach. And I think I think Donald brought it out in that time. It's just obviously at the end of the day, you know, it lost steam, and you know, um, especially uh, in that second leg against San Luis, whenever it was, got really worrisome at that point. Whenever uh, what they scored like in the first five minutes, and then and then and then scored again like not too long after that. But you know, it is what it is at the end of the day, too. And quick reminder, after that Pachuca game, that's when they take out Oscar Jimenez, and that's where uh, Malagón debuts against Tigres, you know? And yeah, yeah, he does a good hard. job, you know? And, and we were able to just just continue, right? Like, like we started winning games, and we started playing good. And, and we weren't necessarily playing bad, right? Like I said, it's not the, the inside of the season. Like we're, we're in season, it's not an issue. That really isn't the issue. Like right, like we had a a, a, hor- a horrible first uh, half of the season, horrible from our standards. Because it's not necessarily like we were losing games. We only lost that Pachuca game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So like it was just a bunch of ties that you should have won. And yeah, and then, to, and then I think like that a, also, and then, and then like I was saying, like you you won games that you're supposed to. Win, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, the, so the issue is like it's those ties, for example, right? You're supposed to win them, and it's like you don't lose, but you don't win, and it's just one of those things where, like, well, if we're supposed to win these games, this is the easy part of our schedule. Who are we putting the blame on? Me, me, and Ivan put most of the blame on uh, Oscar Jimenez, and I, I think it's fair, right? to put it because he's made a lot of mistakes. But with that being said, the coach still has to find the ways to win these games. You know, you can't mm-hmm. sit here and be like, it's not the coach's fault. Like, it is the coach's fault. Right. They weren't losses, but they felt like losses. And once they, so- they took out uh, Malagón, it, feel- it felt more like, oh, we're saving. We're- is the player saving it for him, right? Or, or maybe right. I'm-, I'm discrediting Tano a little bit too much, but my point is it's, you kind of see that 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 pattern in the Liga, right? You got that game against San Luis, very ugly, and it's like, okay, so coaching is costing us to play these type of ugly games. And then, while I personally blame Fidalgo a little bit more than Tano for that Chivas game because it's just like it's just the ugly red, unnecessary. End of the day, like. Even if you're down by one guy, you still have a job to do, and that's you as a coach. You have to adapt to these situations, right? Right. And if you right. go, it's 30 minutes left, and the first thing you do is I'm gonna defend completely, and your players look lost out there because they don't know what they're doing, they don't know their role. Well, look what happens, right? So yeah. I think, I think like this season, a lot of has to. You start off the, in the top, right, and then we could sit here and be selective on which who else deserves blame, but I do think Thanos is. 
to blame, the main blame for the season. Yeah, and I and I can and I can agree with that too. And uh, kind of moving off uh, uh, the subject because I think you know I kind of mentioned that Ruby playing um, uh, a game toward the end, but I think we can kind of fit it in as we kind of go along at this point. So I'll kind of bring up uh, the first part of this. And my first question, you know, are you buying or selling that uh, Donald's resignation caught the board off guard, Chris? Oh, I, I believe it. I believe it because. One, I think me and Christian or Christian said it and I agree with it, right? In our group that he said Dano should be fired if we lose this series against Chivas. And I agree, you know, there, there's no excuses. Rem- reminder, it happened to Piojo and they weren't they weren't looking to fire him. It it, it he lost to LAFC and if it wasn't for him getting into that fight with that assistant, they don't fire him either, you know? I think I think they were going to stick to Tano, and I think him saying, oh, I'm out of here, caught him off guard. Mind you, he took all his assistance with him, you know? Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, this isn't a normal uh, uh, off-season to begin with, right? Because you got league, uh, the season starts early, you got Leeds Cup, and then you have uh, all the, the, the national team players all out. So it's, it's one of these things where the, the front office needs to, like, uh, just have everything ready, ready to go, right? So I do think it caught them off guard. And then look how long it took them, 20-something days. That's almost a month to find another coach. Like, I do think that it caught them off guard. Yeah. So, no. so yeah, I, I think I, I agree with you because, I mean, I mean, it, it's it's even though there's multiple reports obviously out there that had going to be the next coach, you know, nothing's still really official um, as of yet. Even though I'm checking Twitter right now to be sure that that is correct, um, um, it, it it's it still goes to show that that I think that Vino still doesn't know really know what he's, the hell he's doing, you know, um, and and it goes to show too that uh, it did cop, cop, catches them off guard because you know they weren't ready to go out looking for another coach they weren't ready to realize like oh crap like you know we have to find somebody and then they still have to bring in all of their coaching staff too to go along with with filling it um so i mean it's kind of a it's a rough time right now it really is for the team and and everything um but yeah um anything else chris no that's it you know i I do think there's people that think baños is a liar there's a lot of the stuff he says that just kind of clicks with everything else that happens, you know? Yeah. We'll get more into the, the topics that you're going to bring up, but yeah, I think, I think for the most part, I from at least from that, that situation, I don't think he's lying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Um, well, I kind of, I kind of want to go, I'll go ahead and go off the subject since we kind of started this transition a little bit, but, but before we do, is there anything else you'd like to say, you know, regarding, um, the season, you know, how it kind of was as a whole or, you know, um, even even how the way it ended or anything? Uh, well, just the way it ended, I think I could speak for a lot of people that it was one of the hardest defeats that we... I, I can't say ever had because we've lost to them in these type of situations before, but the way it ended, the way the final was kind of playing off, right? I think after the first game, a lot of us already had us as winners. And personally, it just like it shattered my heart. I couldn't sleep if I'm being honest with you. Like I, I kept on like replaying that that slide tackle from Fidalgo, and it just was very very hard to just accept, you know. And luckily for us, you know, from at least from our bragging rights situation, they don't win the final. Mm-hmm. But but it does become one of these things where it's like. If we were we if we were eager to win a title, like now it's like there's no excuses. Like like a lot of us said, if that will get sold tomorrow, we don't care. Like it's one of those things where like now they have to win us over again. Now it, they have to go and prove them right. Cause I don't think a lot of people have that belief in the front office, in the players, and the coach, you know, to be determined, but but yeah, it just just that, you know, I'm, I'm feel like everyone else kind of agrees with that. I would like to think that, you know, but that's my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I think, um, and, and from my perspective uh, with all of it, um, 
I think I was more mad because I sat in the newsroom watching the game because we had our 10 o'clock and while the 10 o'clock was going on, the, the game was on. And so I literally stayed behind after the show instead of just going home to hope, hope they pulled it off um, just to see Chiva score that third one. And I just turned off the TV and, and walked out and I was like, I can't believe I wasted that time for this. <laughs> and so, um, <clears throat> and to be all honesty too, like I kind of went a little numb and i and i've been numb since uh the uh uh uh, uh the Gonko champions final against one today after that 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 was that was the last time I, I felt like really upset you know and was sad and and then since then it's just been kind of numb ever since so i mean didn't i wouldn't say it didn't bother me as much losing to chivas like that but i i mean i was still mad because i wasted time sitting at the station instead of just coming home so <laughs> So there's, yeah, no, I see. Yeah, so there, there, there's my part um, in it all, but um, nonetheless, you know, um, a lot of questions still remain that obviously we could talk about and 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 touch on, especially with uh, at this time of this recording. If you're listening at a, at a later time, um, that no coach has been hired yet, and like Chris said, it's been about 20 days since uh, the club has been um, managerless. Um, there's I don't know what's going on because I'm pretty sure they've kind of reported. They reported already by now, didn't they, Chris? Did we at least start training somewhat? They should be training. Well, they're leaving yeah. to a, a a a friendly this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, but like they've been in club with like training or somewhat doing something, right? Yeah, I, I, know, I think I don't know what, but I think some of the people are kind of exaggerating. Not exaggerating, exaggerating. I understand why people kind of get bothered by the. I, personally, I didn't have an issue with them taking on, for the simple fact that there's so many players. I, I read a, a number that I think 14 players. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong in the number, but are with their national team. Like it's so many players out with their national team that it kind of gave them that that they could just go out right and just wait for the right candidate. You know, like. I think that's why I didn't read the trip when it yeah. comes to that. Yeah, no, no, yeah. And especially since it's a busy summer too, because there's what, at least for it, for the players that are uh, are Mexican, there's Nations League and then there's Gold Cup. Um, yeah. So, I mean. It's, and plus, some, for the people that like, like, national uh, academy players, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it's good that the, the coach is coming in like at least to see these academy players like that's yeah. the first thing he's gonna see from from these uh friendlies against Toluca and I, I think Monterrey is the other one right I think that's, so yeah yeah and so me personally I didn't really trip about all that like I think I think with these friendlies are you gonna see nothing but academy player maybe some veterans but for the most part it's gonna be academy and like I said there's people out there that really want this team to bring out academy players because the belief has been this club plays better when they have someone from the cantera that knows the, the, that that were born into it, right? Like they're, they're gonna we're gonna, we always we always win titles when we have those academy players, right? Raul, right. Diego Reyes, uh, uh, Edson, Linus, uh, yeah. Hugo Gonzalez, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hugo Gonzalez, Ventura Alvarado, right? When he had a sub in over Paul Ilar. Players like that, like, right. just historically, we always just do better when there's a kind of players out there, you know, right. playing. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to be happy from at least that perspective. Like, oh, this coach might go in there and see them play first and have an idea of like, oh, I, think I like that youngster. He's going to go and get these minutes instead right. of this right. veteran player that people don't really like. For example, uh, not official yet, but Vinas is going to Leon. Well, instead of bringing in someone, we give an academy player that that chance, and they end up performing. You never know, right? Right, right. right. No, I definitely agree. And um, let's kind of uh, let since you're talking about the manager perspective of seeing the youngsters um, uh, playing in these upcoming friendlies that they're about to go on. Um, let's go ahead and start there because obviously that's kind of been a novella in itself. Obviously, um, at the, like a, and I'll reiterate this again because it's, a, it's Thursday, 
June 15th, uh, just after six o'clock in Texas, um, just so y'all kind of get a perspective of the time that this is recorded for me. Um, nobody has been hired at Medica, but this in itself has been an, a novella in itself in, in terms of like, oh, uh, now, especially now at this time that recording Hyderdeen seems like it's going to be him with the, all the multiple reports coming out. Um, but obviously there's been a list of other coaches too. Uh, Diego Alonso, um, you know, Greg, uh, Bailhalter, um, Chris, Chris, uh, help, help jog my memory. Help me. Who, who are some other coaches that uh, uh, um, mentioned? Aguirre, supposedly. Uh, yeah. Fernando Galvo. Uh, I can't pronounce the other guy's name, but it's someone that Christian was really high on. It was. Uh, oh, didn't he want? Uh, yeah, didn't he want a uh, uh, Crespo? Two. Crespo two. Yeah, Crespo. Uh, Rob Roberto Moreno, Robert Moreno. I don't know. It's some Spaniard. Uh, mm. There's been a lot of names. Supposedly, Baño said they only interviewed like five, and a lot of the ones that came out were necessarily like they didn't interview them. Mm. But but I mean, I'm sure Alan Cervantes at one point was <laughs> considered. But, right. Right. Yeah. Um. So obviously. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll stick here in, in the present time because because uh, uh, it seems like it's going to be ahead of the end, But you know, um, what, what what was your kind of initial thought going into all of this, seeing all the names? Uh, because it seemed like it was somebody new every day. Uh, uh, after about a week since Donald resigned, it just seemed like it was somebody every day. You know, even buyers going to Europe to search for somebody, or, or you know, looking going oh, Argentina. Yeah, in Argentina. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what was kind of your thought process leading into this? And whenever I whenever I mention this, and you talk about this. Think of like Hadadine not hired. Think don't think of the reports that that are out right now saying that he he's going to be announced. Me personally, I thought we were going to get this done really quick. I thought once uh, Aguirre was announced and saying they already talked to him, whatnot, I was like, okay, like I I think that's the right time. Many people may know, may not know, but he's an academy player, and he scored in that historic final against Chivas back in the eighties. He's a so an academy player that has been in those situations, right? Who's historic in Concacaf, historic for Mexico. He's a legend, right? So for me, it was one of those things where, like, okay, like maybe his style of play isn't necessarily great maybe like they, but in that game against Chivas his style play wins the game type of situation right and for me it's right. just like who is the closest thing and I, like I said cheerleader coaches who is the closest thing to a Piojo Herrera which I know a lot of people are kind of probably going to roll their eyes and say Piojo why are you bringing him up like he was awful and in the day he won titles for us and he won very he won in a very passionate way, and I think Aguirre yeah. brings you that 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 exactly. A lot of people bring up the fact that Aguirre was a flop in Monterrey. He won a Concacaf against us, and he played a really good World Cup of, of clubs. You know, mm-hmm. so for me, it was just one of those things where I'm like, okay, like I I wouldn't mind him, and he was my favorite. Like when all the lists came out, I didn't want Diego Alonso. Uh, Diego Alonso, people talk about Tata in the national team, right? Diego Alonso was with a way better Uruguay squad and did worse than Tata, right? Tata's another guy that got rumored too, but was like a far, like, unlikely type situation. I didn't mind that because I said, you know what? I, like, even though I'm judging Diego Alonso for his national t- team stuff, I wasn't going to judge him from off of that. They said uh, Osorio was another one that they named. I didn't mind that either because I think Osorio prepares his team right. I don't think he's passionate, but I do think he prepares his team right. Right. A lot of others talk about how he'd play players out of out of a uh, position. Right. Well, he did that, and their players didn't do bad, you know, or that bad. Like it could have been uglier. Yes, he hit the seven zero, and then the, all that. Those are ugly moments, but overall, it, it's not necessarily a bad, uh, ugly thing, right? Or a bad thing. And then, uh, who else am I missing from the candidates? Burhalter for me was just a, a, oh well, I'm down. Like, <laughs> like that, that was just the way I seen it. I seen so many people p- pissed off, and point part of me was just kind of annoyed. 
But at the same time, I was just like, you know what? I'm down. If we're going to have a clown fest, a clown show, whatever, like, I'm down. Whatever. Bring him in. Like, we we did good with Academy coaches. Like, maybe we'll do good with him. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, maybe I was down with it. Like, whatever. And then uh, is it is it Hardin? Hardinet? Hardinet, right? Yeah, something like that. I heard so I seen so I seen someone say Yardinet. That it's with the Y instead of a like that's how you pronounce it. But with him, I like it because of what he did with the the Olympic squad with Brazil. I don't know if you stayed up to watch those games because it was very late and no. very early, right? But those those that Brazilian Brazilian squad played very, very good. Attractive football and very organized, and that's the way I look at it, right? I think it's not fair to sit here and be like, oh, but with San Luis, San Luis isn't spending money like we are. You know, we they don't have the quality that we have. And look how he made us look in that uh, second leg, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I said, you know what? This is a coach that's probably organized, that knows, has an idea, who talked talk highly of Henry Martin and talked highly about... Uh, about uh, Diego Valdez. So for me, it's like, you know what? And he's in the league. I said, you know what? For me, he was my second best uh, choice out of this. And if if nothing weird happens, then I'm glad that he's our coach. Okay. And and we'll, we'll backtrack a little bit because the highlight how you mentioned that you didn't want Diego uh, Alonso. Um, so now keeping this in mind and also going back a little bit and, and talking about uh, the interview that uh, Binos did on through the NM. Binos said that Diego had was the only coach that rejected the club. Are you buying or selling that? I think I'm selling that just because everyone else is reporting something else, right? I think for him, it, it's easier to just say, oh, nobody rejected us. Only one guy, you know, but no one else rejected us. Like, imagine he says, yeah, all these people rejected us. Well, the criticism, right, is going to happen. And in that interview, he talked about how he does read all the stuff people say on Twitter and all that. And it's like, imagine he does say that all these people, mind you, Aguirre said that he was never interviewed for the, for the position yeah. and that they never reached out. So maybe from that, from that one, I do believe but others, I, I, I do think that they probably did reject them, you know? Yeah. And, and, um, speaking of that, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of expanding and going a little broad here whenever I go off. Um, I, I even said to you in the group chat is that there's, and especially after you, after you said that, um, with the Diego, the only one that's rejected us, um, I'm selling it. I'm selling that too, because I, I just don't see, I feel like whenever, Binos talks to these coaches whenever he talks to these managers. I think whenever he, pre- if he presented something to them, I don't think these coaches saw the project and said, this is something, this is something I want. I feel like there's hardly anything, if anything at all, a project uh, that's going to go into the opportunity. Um, I just don't feel like there's nothing there. Like I said, if, if anything's it's small and, and nobody wants to tackle this, and, um, I just feel like, especially now when you look at the past couple of years from the club and what the club has done, I mean, you're, you're you're coming in, and I think most people know the the expectations that are going to come with you know managing managing this club and what and what uh, the criticism is going to be if you don't ex- uh, achieve those expectations. And I, I don't think nobody wants to be part of that if there's little to no project being being presented. Yeah, and I also uh, the way he said he said it is that it's pretty much him running the team, like. He's choosing who's going to stay and who's not going to leave, right? Because he doesn't want to, quote-unquote, rebuild, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Banyos leaves anytime soon. Uh, I was watching uh, ESPN a couple, I think yesterday, a couple days ago, and they brought up the fact that his wife and Emilio's wife are sisters. So it's like in the family type situation. Yeah. I think... Yeah. I think their goal is you're going to work with us until uh, a spot in the national team opens up and now you could take run stuff over there. And I think that's all it is. I think, I think Banos 
we're gonna we're just gonna have to hope for the best. You know, it, I know he gets a lot of uh, uh, slander, rightfully so, from me too. But sometimes these titles not being won isn't necessarily because of uh, signings, right? Maybe we do go in, talk into like deep into stuff, and we're like, "Why is this, this and that? Why is this player not leaving this and that?" But we're getting, we're like, sometimes we're like right there, like this, this last league, yeah, we're right there. We could taste the glory, right? And it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. Do you go and blame him? Maybe you do blame him for the way Dano uh, left, but you don't necessarily blame him for what happened on the field. At least that's yeah. that's what I think, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I can see that too. And, you know, I, I think if Ivan was here too, um, I don't think Ivan would necessarily defend Banos, but I think Ivan would go on to say that the club has no money um, to go out and actually buy uh, the Fressel. So, um, um, so yeah, and even point in the interview, he even talks about it. Like, yeah. like he says, like, they asked him, so how does the money come in and out? And he's like, look, we can, like, they asked him, can you guys ask, like, ownership for more money? Like, no, like, whatever we, 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 uh, pump out from, like, sales, right? Maybe jersey sales or sponsors or stuff like that. Whatever we get from there, that's what we use. So, like, whatever we have from all these stuff, from a venue and all that winning, right? Cause if you get, uh, you become champion, you, Win all that money, extra money, stuff like that. He's like, that's where we get our money from. We can't go to ownership and be like, give me three million more for this player. And it's a frustrating thing because if you know Televisa, you know that it, the money's there. They wanted to bring in, like, they wanted to give a similar offer to what Messi got in Inter Milan, which is like TV rights and what whatnot, right? Right. They technically can do that. But they won't ever do it. Right. And that's where a lot of people get frustrated, right? Or just I don't know. I think I think there's a lot a lot of things that us as fans don't know, but I do think he's there's a lot of judgment that's correct. Right, right. So basically what you're saying too is the uh uh Rosa de Guadalupe uh viewership is not doing nothing for us. So nothing. Um so tell all your uh wellest and Tia's and and moms to just stop watching it because it does turn it off exactly (laughs) turn it off (laughs) and so i think from here um chris we'll kind of shift um we've talked about the manager rumors um again reiterating as of this time if you're listening to this tomorrow and someone had magically gets hired we don't know about it yet obviously because we're from the past not the future um so Shifting from uh, the manager rumors to the player rumors, obviously, you know, Kevin Alvarez, you know, now now signed. Um, how are you feeling about this signing? Um, finally, something that we're happy about um, uh, for this offseason. Oh, can you repeat that again? My bad. <laughs> no, no, you're good. So just so obviously through, through all the uh, all the manager rumors and stuff like that. Um, and all that um, we got obviously Kevin Alvarez uh, signed to the team now and so just just talk about how that that excitement is for you um even through all the manager drama at the moment oh yeah man I think it covers the most important role right I think but like to bring up that interview from Banyos he kind of says oh you know that these positions don't really win you uh titles I think, like, if we're comparing to what we had, we had Miralada that couldn't cover, like, you couldn't just mark his guy. And Layun, who, let's be honest, he's not a fullback anymore, you know? Like, once upon a time, he was playing as a left back, and now we have him on the right. And then he's seeing interviews where he says, oh, I played my best football on the left side, but I'm, I'm on the right now. It's like, and I can't defend and I can't cross and it's like, okay, bro, like may, you're going to, these are the type of players that cost you championship and cost you games. Right. I think Kevin Alvarez, who isn't great defensively, I'm being completely honest. He's not great defensively, but he is really good offensively. And he's, that's his natural position, right? We're not playing someone that's out of position. We're not playing someone that is publicly saying, I'm not, I don't like playing here. 
it's a guy that came out from the, their academy and played this position. And while he's more offensive than defensive, it's a guy that's not going to, how do I say it? He's not going to question why he's there. Like, right. you're not going to question it. He's not going to, he's going to contribute. He's going to do good, right? So it's an upgrade. And I'm, ex- I'm excited, right? I'm, I, I think the backup should be an academy player. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think Layun should be moved up to right winger. We'll take uh, Jurgen Dom's spot as a, as a cheerleader, <laughs> as a mascot. But, but like, yeah, I, I just think Kevin Alves is a great signing. And then just the price that we were rumored to sign him for. So speaking of that price, you know, you buy or selling that the club didn't pay eleven million for Kevin. Yeah, I buy that. You buy we that. Didn't pay that much. Yeah, everyone said it, and then even Almada, because he's the one that came out and said, "Oh, we sold uh, Kevin for eleven, and Isais or whatever he came into Toluca for eleven, and everyone came out right away and said, "That's BS." Toluca paid one million. And America paid four plus Vinas that's going to go to Leon. You know, it's not official yet because I guess it's technically part of a separate deal, but it is part of the same deal type situation. But, mm-hmm. but still, there he, he said, the, I, I don't, 11 million, bro. Like, I understand we believe that Mexican players are overvalued, but America's not going to pay 11 million for. Mind you, we have two open spots for, for Extranjero. Like, we yeah. could have easily gotten into one cheaper, even for more than four. Like, right. So I, be- I believe them. When I believe Banos and I believe all the reports that we didn't pay 11 million. We paid maybe in total value. I don't know how much Vinas is valued at, but, but money-wise, we did not pay 11 million. Right. No, I, I, def- I agree with you, too. I don't think 11 million is the right value. Um, but I'm really excited for the signing too. To now that we have uh, a proper player for the proper position, um, even though I've always preached that you know sometimes you just got to be versatile in a sense. But we don't have players that are versatile at this point. So um, really happy for the signing uh, to be able to come in and hopefully make a difference and you know um, help us you know fix the issues that that we've always complained about backline a little bit more and, and clean it up and tighten it up. Um, but uh, with Kevin here now, obviously, uh, Chris, I just feel like it's we've kind of been just in the in the jumble of the manager rumors. You know, they help me don't remember it. Are there any other players you know that you can kind of remember off the top of your head that have been rumored with the club? Uh, Omar Campos. I guess mm-hmm. those that negotiations kind of been weird. Gibran has been kind of inconsistent these past few days, right? Because he said it yeah. four months ago that. That he's our player, but for some reason we're not finalizing that. Mm-hmm. He did say that the that Santos is waiting for for an offer from Europe, mm-hmm. and that they don't find anything, he's gonna come with us. But then Cesar Caballero, because I was watching uh, the Jorge Ramos and Subanda, right? Today. So I guess the, he dropped names there that he didn't tweet out. But he said that the club isn't prioritizing the left because they're comfortable in a youngster that could compete for that, and that he might win the win the, the, the starting job in these friendlies. And then they, they they renewed Fuentes for six months, so Chava Reyes might be out. Then again, he's been played as a left wing, and Roger just left. So it might be between him and Mauro Linus who returned, right? Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, I can't pronounce it. I suck with names, bro. So we're linked to these are Mexican players. I don't know if they were formados in Mexico, so I don't know if they take a foreigner spot or not, but it's, his name is uh, Benjamin. Was it Benjamin Caldames, which is he plays in Chile. He's a Chile Mexican. And then Luca Martinez Dupoy, who I'm sure if you're a Mexico fan, you've heard that name a lot, which is and a Mexican, but Argentino, right? He, but he chose right. to play for Mexico. They both chose to play for Mexico. Right. And his dad played in America, and he played there in Clinton Luca. He played in Tigres, and I think uh, San Luis. 
but he has said that he would like to play for America. From what I, from what uh, Cesar Caballero said, he said that they both been contacted, but that the boy is the closest to arriving at the club. There's no advanced negotiations, but if, if, if it were to happen, like between those two, if one were to happen, he would be the the one to step up. Uh, I, I think it shows. I think it shows the the the, the salary of uh, you know that we're talking about of what we could spend and whatnot. I think. I think it's hard. It's hard to really. Uh, I guess. Be mad at those type of signings. You just kind of hope that the promise becomes a guarantee, and we end up doing good, right? That that's all you pretty much. Now we take a, a foreigner spot for those players. I do get kind of bothered by that because it's, I think foreigner spots need to be valued for game changing players, not promises. And that, that that'll be my only issue. So when they come in and they're taking foreigner spots, right? No, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, so obviously, you know. We met, we touched on Kevin, you know, Kevin's here. Um, then, I, um, really just three other players after that, you know, I just, I, do you feel like we're, we're, we're making the right, um, uh, well, obviously Kevin's the right signing, I think, but you know, these players that we linked with too, say if we, if we do sign them, do you feel like they're the right signings to replace? Cause I feel like we, we've let more go than we're possibly bringing in at this point. I'll say this. I think the only player that left in that hurts us is Pedro Aquino because he's the only natural five. He's the only natural defensive mid. Now, if you're a believer in Santiago Naveda, right? Because, like, let me remind you, when he was healthy and Pedro Aquino were healthy, he was beating him out for the job, right? Like, I even said, like, he reminds me of a young uh, uh, Herman Villa. Not mm-hmm. saying that he's better than him or anything, but his style of play reminded me of Herman Villa. So if you believe that he could get back into that form, then we, we, we might like be okay. Now, if you talk about, right, so Benjamin comes in or Dupoy comes in, who are they replacing? Well, Roger Martinez, well, what was your take on Roger Martinez? Were you a fan of his? If you were, then maybe you're not, he's not, he's not the right guy to come in and, and, and replace them, right? right? If you're a fan of Vinas, like, you probably don't like uh, the boy, right? Because his numbers aren't necessarily anything great, but it is a pro, it's a, it's a, it's a gamble. It's a, it's like, buy these stocks and see if I make more money out of it type situation. Right. For me, I think Pedro Aquino is the only one that you kind of do, depending on what the coach wants, right? If you want a, a natural five, you can't, Pedro Aquino can say whatever you want, but he is one of the better fives in the league. And Naveda would have to step up if we have to play with the defensive mid. And then the other guys, well, they're not starting. You know, they're, they're, they're going to compete or they're going to come in as subs if Valdez is injured or if it's Andrew Martin, for example, he won't be here for the beginning of the season. So we're gonna right. need him and Lozano and and Roman Martinez, right? Step yeah. up. And Navella's coming back from Poland, right? Uh, yeah, Poland, and also uh, Dagoberto Espinosa, yeah. I think that's it, right? Him too, yeah. which I believe he's a center mid, like uh, Fidalgo and and uh, Richard. Richard, yeah, yeah. So, but I don't know if he's going to go straight to the first team or he's going to go into the, the academy again, right? Or he's going to get loaned out. I, I don't know the situation. I'm sure they're going to analyze all that when it comes to these friendlies. But, hey, like like I said, if you're a fan of academy players getting chances, then these are the games that you kind of hope they impress. So it's like, okay, like I could use that guy. And right. like I like also, like, Hardine, right? If it ends up being him, he's a guy that did really good with the Brazilian squad in the Olympics, right? And they were all youngsters. Well, it's at three players, but for the most part, they were youngsters. Mm-hmm. So maybe you do see these, uh, you see someone come out out of all, all of this, and maybe it could be them, right? It could be Naveda, it could be uh, Dagoberto, it could be Lara, it could be 
someone we haven't even seen. But, but yeah. All right. And so I go to my next uh, uh, buy or sell here for you, Chris. Now that we okay. talked about, you know, the managers, you know, um, the, the, the players rumored to come back and obviously with like uh, uh, Naveda coming back and, and the two other players too. Um, but in an inter- interview too uh, with Minos and, and on through the NM, he said, Donald said the team needs a new face in charge, in charge and for, for a coach and two to three players didn't believe in the project. Are you buying or selling that? I don't know, bro. I think that I'm kind of 50-50 on that. Mm-hmm. It's hard to it's hard to see because I don't know if you remember in some of these games, the 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 locker room looked so like it reminded us of, of that 2018 18 team, right? Where we will beat it Cruz Azul. It was 18, right? 2018. Uh yeah. Like they just look united. They they just look like a family and to sit here and be like, oh, these there's two, three players that didn't just believe in the project or him anymore. It's like something must have happened within that game or a little bit before that for him to say that, you know, like, yeah. So I, I, I don't know if I, if I buy it, but it's hard to like be like, oh, you're lying. Cause I think he doesn't, it's not necessarily a lie that needs to be said, I think, you know, mm-hmm. because in the end of the day, Tano quit. Like, yeah, if he did, like, there's no reason, like, there's no reason for him to lie about that. Yeah. You know, ah, man, I'm kind of on the same boat with you. I mean, because we we talked about it too. You know, as as a coach, you know, you got to figure out a way to to help your team, to guide your team to victory. And and um, I said, you know, after the Pachuca game, I felt like that was a turning point in terms of uh, of the club and and uh, and uh, the team playing on the field. I mean, regardless, you know, uh, before the Pachuca game, obviously we won games. Yeah, but we also do games we should want. Um, and but we won the, we won games that we should have obviously be winning regardless. But but um, I mean, like for you, like you kind of said, it's hard because you know I felt like in that time they freaking just went off, you know, and they they felt like they could do anything at that point. Um, but then the gear came, you know, then we kind of see it fall apart and everything. Um, so it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to buy that for me too. But I'm not really, really, really letting to say that to sell it either. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. I don't know, bro. Maybe they just hit it from the fans. You know, it's it is possible. And then you see how they played, right? Once Vivalvo got the red, and it's like, whoa, what do we do? You know? But if maybe had- they just didn't believe. If if I had a guess, man, I think I think Roger and Aquino were the two were at least two players that didn't Roger more. I feel like that's why I kinda I kinda think it gone. was Henry Martin too, bro. I think and really? I, not that not that he didn't believe in him, but but Tano throw shit shit at him, you know? Like yeah. I don't know if you saw the, the interview when you arrived in Monterrey saying Unes Mori is miles better than Henry Martin. And I think yeah. I, I looked at it as shade, like why are oh, you yeah. Like we could have just said they're both great players, you know, and I'm excited to play w- with another great player or train another player, right? But it was like, oh, he's miles better. And for me, it was like, you can have your opinion, but it's like you just came from having a uh, a, a professional, but to an extent, uh, a personal uh, relationship with him, right? You don't throw shade when you just he went to war with you in the field. I mean, there's something there, right? So I would assume it's Henry Martin too. And I mean, I always feel like Yoon is involved in these things. So <laughs> I don't know if, if like Yoon was involved, but like Yoon just feels like a guy that's always involved in these type of yeah, like things. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I, did, I I completely forgot about that. Uh. Uh. What uh, Donald said about Yunus Mori and Henry. Um. So I can definitely agree with that and see how Henry might have. I don't think not believing in the project, like he kind of said, is, is the right word, but to just kind of like give up on, on Donald in a sense, like, 
I don't care if this dude leaves or stays. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he probably yeah. leaned more into like, yeah, like I want him gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I can see Oscar Jimenez being one of. The, I feel like there's some players that are just leader of the team that we don't really realize, and I think Oscar Jimenez is probably a leader in that locker room. Yeah. And maybe him getting uh, benched was like one of those things where like, oh, I'm not okay with this. I don't believe in his project. Malagón isn't the guy, you know. Plus, we've seen him be bitter in training, right? Where that that uh, famous uh, quote from Paul Gilar saying, look at his face because oh, Memo's coming or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But, so, yeah. But, man, I mean, here we are. I mean, still managerless. Uh, Kevin, so far, the only signing that the club has had. I mean, what an off season it's been. Yeah. A lot of players back on loan. Yeah. I mean we kind of we mentioned, back we on mentioned on three of them. Yeah, we mentioned three of them at least. Um Naveda, Dago, yeah. Lightning. Yeah. I think that's it. I mean, there's probably other Academy players coming back, but you don't really highlight them because they're not on big contracts, but Yeah. But yeah, I mean but I mean, the preseason around the corner, and obviously a lot of the players too are on international duty. So I forgot to, kinda... to add uh, Mere and Otero. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, I forgot to mention them, but I think they're they're not they're gonna find the spot. They're gonna yeah be loaned out. Move on, yeah, yeah. They're probably gonna say screw this. They're 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 I, the two that don't believe in the project. Oh yeah, and we don't believe. Yeah. In- <laughs> they never really got a chance, but I mean, I I seen them both play a little bit, and they're really bad. Awful timing. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, here we are. I still remember whenever we announced Ortero. I mean, I don't think I don't think Ivan was happy about that one. So the first player to be a flop before he even stepped on the field because no one gave him a chance. No, at all. Like, we give Insaralde a 10, you know? Like, we kind of, whatever, we have a good tag team. Respect With him, him, it was like... Respecting Insaralde, I can't believe you brought him up. <laughs> hey, that's true, though. You know, we, we, he was a very likable locker room guy, but he wasn't that great. <laughs> Man, no respect. No respect. <laughs> I still, I still remember whenever he scored, he scored, and that did he like tear up because, it, <laughs> because he, he was leaving me for the clip. <laughs> I think he was leaving too. No, like I remember everyone was like, "Oh, he should have gotten more chances," and my head on it, bro. <laughs> like we got, we, we he like we got Linus right there. Why would he play? <laughs> oh yeah, I think. I think Ivan was just like, this dude wears glasses? Like, how can he pass when he's on the pitch? (laughs) (laughs) He still goes out with goggles. (laughs) Oh, my God. One time right there, I I wish he'd come back, to be honest. That's when you guys first started podcasting, right? No, we started podcasting also in college. It had to be like 2017. Oh, well, it's around the same time. Right, I don't remember to be honest. I mean, that was 2018, that's 2017, around the same time. I would guess. I'm back when Christian used to smile. <laughs> I watched some of the old videos and I see him smiling all the time. Now I doesn't even, even look at the camera. <laughs> oh, man. Back when, back when we were a little more consistent, too, when we actually had more time, like, I was in school, Christian was in school, Ivan, Ivan was in a DILF. Oh, my God. Anyways, I think that's where, that's where we ended right there. We ended um, right there. Uh, Chris, anything else to add on regarding uh, the club, the state of the club? Uh, just make sure to follow us on... On Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, you know, we, we, we got you with any news. Shout out to the women's team for being champions. I think AJ would be mad if we don't bring that up. He probably wouldn't care, but I think he, if he does get mad, then let's, not make, let's make sure he doesn't get mad. <laughs> no, yeah, that was, uh, that was really fun to watch. Um, 
what was I doing? I think I was at work, work whenever they wanted. Um, so I watched from work um, on the live stream. And then, like, I rushed home just in time to see them lift the trophy. So um, shout out to them. Obviously, the second one that I've witnessed, um, witnessed the, the, the feminine team uh, lift it. I think the first one was uh, 2018, 2019, somewhere around there. I know it was, I know it was pre-pandemic. Um, I think it was at the club watching that. So, um, <laughs> I can never the club be, turn yeah, up. <laughs> yeah, bro, I can never, I can never be, uh, 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 sitting at home watching, uh, either team. So, I mean, um, I'm doing something at this point at that work or, uh, with the neon lights, but, um, yeah, shout out to the women's team. Um, big, big for them. Um, honestly, maybe forget about the way that the thing, things ended for, uh, the ravioli side. So. Yeah, I agree completely. I, I I was hyped, man. Like, I think I, I won't say I'm a diehard because I'm nowhere near AJ Ray. I'm very ignorant to this to the players. But whenever you see anyone represent the club that you love, you're always going to be happy for for them. And right. And I, I watched it. You know, I wish they showed it on public TV. You know, that's one thing I'll say is I think having to watch it through the YouTube with no commentary is very turn offish, you know. But the end of the day you watch it, you see how how hyped the girls, the ladies were, and how hyped the crowd was, and it's like, right? I always complain right. whenever whenever they played in that high school field, I used to get so mad because I brought they they represent us. Why are they not playing? And then I stick out right. And oh yeah, a lot of, a lot of times a lot of times they wouldn't play in that ticket because uh um. Uh, who just was playing that night or whatever. Yeah, see, and for me, it's just like that's bad scheduling and stuff. Like, come and on. And another another but, reason why Grizzly needs to have their own stadium and get the hell out of the Azteca. Yeah, yeah. Send them to the high school field, bro. Send them for over real. there. <laughs> but yeah, I'm happy about that. Very happy. Shout out yeah. to the women and shout out to AJ for always being. On on his ish when it comes to the women's team, you know, no, I yeah, can't say that other word. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely, Chris, definitely. Shout out to the ladies. You know, we love to see it. Uh, Segundas and Guapa for the ladies, and uh, hopefully they'll work to get lifting the third one pretty soon. I don't see why they couldn't or why they why they shouldn't here with here pretty soon. But um, yeah. Uh, anything else, Chris, before we head out? No, I mean, we'll be talking. Uh, we'll be back probably in a couple of weeks, right? There's a lot of yeah. friendlies, a lot of uh, football that we're going to be playing this upcoming season. We got Leagues Cup. We got CONCACAF. We got, oh, I don't even know if it's CONCACAF this year, right? It's not this. When, when is CONCACAF? Is it, is it this season or, or? I thought it was next year. Okay, then it's next year. Forget Concacaf, but either way, League's Cup for the listeners that are here in the states. You know, hopefully they they go to your city and we're able to play. Uh, go see them, right? And season uh, regular season. You know, uh, it's gonna be a long season, but hopefully, at the end of this, we do lift the fourteen something we all want and i i think if it's hardine i think it's very possible very organized coach and and i think he he knows the quality of players that he'll have in his hands right no i definitely agree hopefully something will come about like i said because doesn't the season start here pretty soon like in the right yeah really soon and then there's going to be a break the league's cup yeah because the league's cup yeah yeah because the league cup's next month starts next month yeah yeah so it's going to be one of those things uh we're going to start the season with out the copa oro players which would be israel henry malagon malagonia and who else that's it right yeah is there anyone else you know, so 
Oh, and Sendejas, who's going to be representing the U.S. Oh, the U.S., yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to probably see some new faces starting, some old faces starting, and we'll, let's hope we start the season strong because uh, there should be no excuses. And, yeah. All righty. Well, thanks so much, guys, for uh, tuning in to this episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Um, I am Dylan and joined with Chris. And we'll catch you all on the flip side. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. Thank <laughs> you.